Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Playing With Squirrels, your favorite Boy Meets World podcast. This week we are discussing episode 22 of season 2, released on May 12th, 1995, and that episode is known as Career Day. I am joined by my brother and Horror Movie Night co-host, Brian Kelly. That's me. That's who that is. Um, So... This week, uh, we're breaking down this episode. I don't have a ton of notes on this episode because it's a pretty cut and dry episode. But um, it's career day at school. Corey's super ashamed because his dad is showing up and his dad is a grocer. And he has this whole like, I am a grocer's son. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I don't know the order of what these episodes are going to be released. So I don't know. I mean, this is going to come out next week, but... But I've been on this show a few times, whether there's more to come or what. I, this is probably my third or fourth time recording on this show. And um, probably, yeah. For an overall great series, I happen to get asked to be on the biggest sticks in the mud of episodes. Like, they're just so forgettable. Oh, see, now I, I have mixed feelings on that sentiment on this one. I don't think that this is a great episode. Like, this isn't a masterpiece <clears throat> of an episode by a long shot. But I think that this episode has one or two really good jokes for season two. Um, and it's got some pretty heart string tugging moments. And then finally, um, it is pretty on a, a pretty iconic and important episode for the series. Cause it is part of a two parter in which Sean's dad kind of leaves the picture and Sean starts living with Mr. Turner for the next couple seasons, which is so highly I, inappropriate, super inappropriate. You know, Feeney tells him it's a thin line and he just fucking jumps right over that line. Which like Feeney, it's not a thin line. There's no line. You just don't do it. Like there's no like, well, he can live there on a Tuesday. Like you can't live with the teacher. You can't visit him after hours when he's trying to bang another teacher. This whole thing is preposterous. But then again, these kids turned out better than I did. So maybe I was in the fucked up school system. (laughs) So there's a joke early on that is such a weird joke, and I never got it until literally this year. And it's when um, Topanga's dad is talking about making a guitar for Bruce Springsteen. And Topanga goes, I took the phone call. And he said, hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Do you get that joke? No, is that like a Bruce Springsteen song? I don't care for Bruce Springsteen. I so I just got into Bruce Springsteen this year. It's the opening lyric to the song "Red Corvette" by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, gotcha! It's, 
It's such a dumb joke that went over my head until this time and still went over your head. Maybe next time you watch it, you'll be like, oh, that's that Bruce Springsteen lyric. Uh, I anyway, the porn joke. That was the yeah, joke I called. The, the, so there was two jokes I thought were really funny. The porn joke is a great one. And uh, Sean is staying at a hotel and he says, you should come over tonight. We got cable. Corey goes, yeah, we got cable here too. And he goes, not like this cable. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say the other joke that I really laughed hard at is Sean's dad shows up and Corey says, Sean, what does your dad do? And he goes, Shh, I want to find out as he leaves. It's such a good, dumb joke about how disconnected Sean is from his dad. Oh, man. Great guy, though. Although his dad, like, is so earnest. Oh, like, it's... he's so earnest. The way he he talks and his mannerisms, it's just like if Ernest wasn't doofy, it would be Sean Hunter's dad. Well, and you know how accurate that is, right? Why are they related? No, when Jim Verney died, they replaced him with Sean's dad on Toy Story to voice the Slinky Dog. Oh, I forget. Here's the thing: <laughs> Jim Verney Ernest... did, did the second one too. Yeah, he was in the uh, first two, but it. It to you, unnoticed. it's always just him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they sound so much like each other, you barely even notice. Yeah. No, it went completely unnoticed. <laughs> wow. Uh, so this is like the whole point of this episode is Corey's real self-conscious about his dad. His dad is also self-conscious about his presentation as a grocer, whereas Sean is like constantly trying to convince him like, hey, man, your dad's great. Stop wearing. Stop wearing. And I do. I've always remembered this, that Corey or Sean's dad goes missing because the mom stole the RV. I've always remembered that being the plot point for for Sean, Sean's dad being written off the show. Um, and I love that his dad pretends to be Mr. Feeney to sneak back into the school <laughs> to talk to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and like and he sticks with it to the point where like Sean pops around and goes, uh, I can take care of this, Mr. F Mr. Feeney. And they both are like, Thank you, Sean. <laughs> like, <laughs> um But yeah, as we said, inappropriately, Sean is just crashing at a hotel uh and ends up at Mr. Turner's house and ends up crashing on the bed. Yeah. Um and that's when his dad shows up and is just like, Hey, you know, I'm going to have to keep chasing down your your mom. And I don't know when I'm going to come back. So I'd really be happier if you were staying with a nice family like like the Matthews family. And they're all like, yeah, like we'd love to have you. And there's all these little jokes where he doesn't know anybody's name. Like he points to Corey and he's like, it's Corky, right? And he just goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so me, too. <laughs> Yeah, like you wouldn't correct someone. You'd be like, I guess my name is Corky now. Yeah, it happens all the time. They're like, J I'm like, it's Brian. They're like, Ryan? And I'm like, bingo. <laughs> yeah. the, the Eric subplot kind of falls flat throughout most of this episode. I don't I don't know, man. I, well, I felt it, like I think the it... soup scene and him. <laughs> I, actually, it all made me laugh. Him See, putting his I... hand on the stove. <laughs> See, none of that really worked for me, but the ending credits where he's just talking in all SAT prep lingo was hysterical to me. Oh, man. It's like, indubitably. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, then he goes, yeah, I'm just really nervous about the math part. What about math? It makes up half the test. Half? Like 30 or 40%? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Oh man, good God, old Eric. Elk. Eric, this is definitely like Eric is getting dumb. Like maybe this is the point. He studied so hard for the SATs that it made him dumber. That he broke. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's you know what? After watching all these episodes in order, that's the story I'm sticking with. Yeah, it's better than us where it just like is an overnight thing. Yeah, he just woke up one morning dumb. I think it's this. I think we've cracked the code. It's the SAT prep. Uh so question, you know that I'm I'm a softy at heart. At heart. And, I feel like and, I feel like a softy at heart means like you don't come off as a softy. <laughs> it's, it's just, I'm just a softy. Period. End of sentence. Yeah, okay, that's a better. Yeah. Um, I'm curious if your heartstrings got tugged at all while watching this episode. No, none. All and right. I, and I and I and I'm you know I I fancy myself a softy, but I'm trying to think of what what heartstrings would have been pulled. I mean. Corey talking to his dad at the very end got me when he, you know, he's just is telling him how good of a dad he is. And he says, you know, I always thought that I was the son of a grocer, but really I'm the son of my father. Like that line, for whatever reason, when he said, I was just like, oh, God, yeah, that's that's the stuff. <laughs> um, I think it's because it's it happens a lot that it doesn't hit me because you're right. It is like a. A nice sensitive, a well, nice sensitive scene, but it's like it, it happens so often in the show that it's easy for me to write it off. Yeah, I guess for me, I just always get, um, I always get touched by like father son scenes. You know what I mean? Like I, because I feel like, you know, if I could go back, I would be more appreciative to my dad or like to dad earlier. You know what I mean? Like. Like now I think that dad's a really good dude, but like high school me could not stand him. Junior high me was infuriated by him. You know what I mean? So it's like, man, I wish that I at that age was like, yo, my dad's pretty dope and he busts his ass to like take care of this family and still like finds time to hang out with us after work. Like that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, but I think it's really, I think that that's just life. Yeah, and that's what TV always has. Like, it's almost like a rite of passage uh, where you don't get along with your dad. And, and what I what I tend to notice is like people that have really cool parents um, growing up have really dysfunctional relationships with them as adults. So getting introspective in a way, if that's the case, we're kind of more fortunate because we had, you know, I maybe had six years of my life where I hated dad. Dad hated me. He was the worst guy in the world. But in return, I'm going to have many, many years of a good friendship as opposed to like having cool parents when I was a kid and then resenting them when I got in my 20s for being cool or or whatever and felt like they weren't hard enough on me. And then like just the people that are like, don't talk to their parents until their funeral. Yeah. You know? Well, that's the that's the thing that I it wasn't until I moved to California that I really picked up on like, oh, it's not normal for most people to be this close with their family mm-hmm. and not in like the we're weird and like, it's a bad thing. But like, you know, when I lived in LA, I was one of the only people that talked to their parents on a very regular basis. And I think you've said the same thing about when you moved to Florida, like in the grand scheme of the friends that you've had out there, most of them didn't talk to their parents as regularly as you talk to ours. Yeah, no, no, it's very weird for me. Like I was, I was weird for how often I would talk to my family. 
for sure. Yeah. Which is, you know what? Like that's the type of weird that I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because I think that even the fact that like, you know, we're recording this right before we go to Disney, by the time it comes out, we'll be in Disney. And, you know, most people in their mid thirties aren't still going on Disney vacations with their family. You know what I mean? But like, for us, it's just like three years in a row. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Like, like we're just we're kind of the party family in like a really weird way. And I caught Dad in a vulnerable spot last week. I was super excited about. Oh, what was what like, happened? He was like, "I'm super excited for this Disney trip," and I was like, "Aha! I knew you loved it." Because he always likes yeah. to. Like- <laughs> he always downplays it. It's a, listen. I love dad, but like, he's the type of guy where I'm like, Hey, I'm going to have some people over for 4th of July. He's like, I hate having people over here. This is not a house for partying. And then he's the dude who parties the hardest during that party. Yeah. Every time. (laughs) (laughs) He just loves to be like Mr. Grumpy. And then is 100% like the happiest dude at any gathering every time. I wish that they took pictures on It's a Small World because you would see him <laughs> ear to ear, baby. Yeah. Uh, but then you cut to Julie, who was just genuinely upset about everything oh, that was man. happening. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, is the episode. It, like you said, there's not a whole lot of substance on this one. But since the last time you've been on the show, you did start a company. And I think you should talk about it real quick. Um, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't call it a company. I guess it, I guess it is, but I'm not selling anything. Um, you're so, selling your humor. I'm selling my humor in a way. Yeah. So, so I got linked up with these two very, very intelligent guys and, you know, we're doing something on the side for local businesses, which is boring and I don't really want to talk about, but, but another thing that we're doing is called Toy Bee Fan Farm, which is just like, all right, we have $30,000 worth of equipment to do professional shoots. Why don't we just start writing scripts and shooting? It actually, the whole idea started with uh, fake movie trailers, um, but I could never write a fake movie trailer. I could just only write uh, a short. So then we kind of switched it over, which we're still open to doing some uh, some fake movie trailers, but like we got a lot of shorts coming. Um I'm I'm super into horror, super into dry comedy. So that's like a lot when I'm writing. The other kid is like super nerdy, super into zombie, sci-fi, more-esque stuff. So he's writing some stuff and it's super cool, man. And, and uh, you know, right now we have one video that we did for Game of Thrones, which is uh, what I call like the trial and error video. So don't judge us for that. It was all of us working together for the first time. Things didn't work out. But yeah, man, a lot of cool stuff. I'm sure Matt will... Matt will support it because he shares everything I do and I love him for that. Um, but we got, uh, yeah, we got some cool stuff coming for 2019. I'm really excited. All right. Well, I can't wait to see what is coming out in the future. You did an amazing job on that promo video. So thank you again for, for helping out. Oh yeah. Uh, no, that was pop rock and horror convention with that. Um, so yeah, I'll be at Pop Rock and Horror. Uh, next week will be the last episode of this season, and then we go on our break, uh, which is the same length as the actual Boy Meets World seasonal break. So stay tuned for more. I'm sure Brian will be around in season three. Uh, but in the meantime, if you just can't get enough of that Kelly brother relationship, you can go ahead and check out Horror Movie Night, hmnpodcast.com for more of this hilarity. 
<laughs> cool. 